Hello and welcome to Finch Shots Daily. In today's episode, we describe a few lessons from Prashant Jain's farewell letter. Thirty years ago, a bright-eyed young man stumbled his way into a world that not many knew even existed: equity research. The industry was so raw; it was so new that only a handful of mutual fund companies even operated a full-fledged equity research desk. And the young man became only the second member of a very new team at SBI Mutual Fund, and little did everyone know that they'd be singing his praises soon enough. Little did they know he'd become one of India's longest-serving mutual fund managers. People speak so highly of Peter Lynch's performance, about how he delivered over 29% annual returns in the 13 years he ran the famous Fidelity Magellan Fund, but Prashant Jain's performance is equal to it. His incredible 20% plus returns in the past couple of decades could rival any fund manager's performance. So when Jane penned a farewell message a couple of weeks back, we knew we had to pass through it and summarize it for you. Number one, being in the right place at the right time matters. Sometimes you could do everything right, make the right investment decisions, avoid the losers, be patient, everything that the experts tell you to do, but still come out with naught. You need to be lucky as well. What do we mean? Okay, let's look at the US first. Imagine that you had started making money in the 1950s and you decided to set aside some of this in stocks. You picked out the S&P 500 index to invest in. You sat back and watched the market do nothing for the next 20 years after adjusting for inflation. But if you'd start your investment journey in the 1970s, the next two decades would have multiplied your investment by 10 times. In some ways your investing performance would have depended on your birth year and that's not something you can control. What about India you ask? Well if we look at returns from Sensex we will see something similar playing out. In the 1990s the benchmark index of 30 stocks generated annual returns of just over 20%. In the 2000s the returns dropped to 13% and in the 2010s it had fallen even further to 9%. In a sense, Prashant Jain spent a large part of his investment career during the heydays, and maybe he wants to reiterate the fact that he too was lucky. Number two, the Pareto principle. Now, this isn't a hard and fast rule, but you can observe the Pareto principle in all walks of life. Twenty percent of your actions drive eighty percent of your outcomes. The Italian economist Wilfredo Pareto. coined the term when he observed that just 20% of people in Italy owned around 80% of all wealth he even observed the same phenomenon in his backyard 20% of the pea pods gave 80% of the peas the basic theory is that a limited number of actions create outsized results and it applies to investments too for instance prashant jain invested in around 465 stocks during his stint at hdfc and here's something that will blow your mind Just 55 stocks contributed to nearly 87% of the total gains. And again, this isn't an anomaly or something specific to Prashant Jain's style of investing. Let's take one of the greatest investors of all time, Warren Buffett. In 2013, he said that over his lifetime he owned around 500 stocks, but only 10 stocks were responsible for most of the big money. So if you removed those stocks from Berkshire Hathaway's portfolio, well, The track record would be pretty average. In fact, it's the same sentiment that was echoed by Buffett's investing guru and father of value investing, Benjamin Graham. He attributed his stellar performance to a single stock pick, Geico. 
He invested 20% of his firm's money in the company and rode the wave as the stock price zoomed. And even though he preached diversification, he broke his own rules this one time. The only problem here is, you can never know which stocks will outperform. As Jane wrote himself, if only one had the wisdom of avoiding 90% of the investments and instead invested in the 55 stocks. Number 3. Position sizing is very important, but it's also not easy. You will not be able to avoid the duds in a portfolio. Period. That's just the nature of the game. In Prashant Jain's case, around quarter of the stocks lost money and one out of 100 lost big money. But the skill is in assessing the risk-reward associated with each investment and placing your bets accordingly. So you could have a winner that gave you 250% returns on your hands, but if you invested only 2% of your money in that stock, that's probably not going to move the needle for you in a big way. And all that effort at identifying the stock has gone to waste. So you have to double down on high-conviction bets and allocate a larger chunk of your money here to make up for the duds. In Jane's case, his positioning was pretty much always on point. For every 20 stocks he picked, he had one stock that delivered colossal returns. But he took a sizable position on this one stock, which meant that his overall portfolio gained from his conviction. Retail investors, on the other hand, have a tendency to cut their winners too early. Once they buy a stock and it soars in value, they don't double down on it. They want to cut their position and take home what little gain they make. They use their buying price as an anchor. On the other hand, they hang on to their losses and sometimes pump more money into it because the rupee value has fallen. And it ends up becoming an outright mess. What truly matters is how much money you make when you get things right and how little you lose when you get things wrong. So yes, maybe you will keep these lessons in mind when you make your investments the next time around. Thank you for listening to today's episode. FinShots Daily is available on a bunch of streaming platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. So make sure you follow us on your favorite podcast streaming platform. Until next time.